Hello there. Welcome to the podcast, The Psychology Report. Today's my topic is false accusations. It's a very important topic in light of what's been going on in America, and uh, especially in the life of um, Mr. Trump and the entire government. You know, we have been witnessing now three years of strained relationships due to the fact that an accusation was made, an accusation was denied, an accusation was claimed to have been false. And we had to go through an entire three-year process to get to the facts, to get out in the open the issues of concern, have them heard, have them voted upon, and have an action taken. That's the American way. That's the way we do things. That's the way we do things in the home with parents. We do do like that in school as well with teachers and students, principals and students. We do that at work. We do that in our political system. We do that in our legal system. When accusations are made, and if they're denied... Then we have to sort out the truth. And many, many, many times, probably more than most, accusations are false. In the area of child abuse, child molestation, 60% of the accusations turn out to be false accusations. You know, in life, every child has experienced false accusation. Parents falsely accuse kids. Teachers falsely accuse kids. Principals do. Youth leaders do. At work, employers do. fellow employees do. In all kinds of situations we are in socially, it's common for somebody to be accused of something and then find out that that accusation is in fact false. So false accusation is part of life. It's part of experience. It's part of leadership. It's part of being in a place of influence and a place of uh, prominence in any kind of a social system or any kind of a work system or any kind of a social system of any kind whatsoever. When you're in a leadership position, there are people who are going to make false accusations for a variety of reasons, out of jealousy, trying to make you fall down so that they can come in and take your place, embarrass you in some kind of way, get even with you in some kind of way. All kinds of motivations for people to make a false accusation. Now, that's the case with Mr. Trump. He's had to endure a false accusation. In our system, somebody makes an accusation which was made, and then people have to sort it out because he felt that it was not true and he denied it. So we have to go through a three-year process of getting facts on the table and then having a vote, which we just recently did, and finding out that, in fact, the accusations made were false. Now, let me put this in kind of perspective, okay? False accusations are probably one, is probably one of the most devastating experiences that a person can go through. It's the most hurtful experience that a person can go through. It's defeating it's impairing. A false accusation is a vile, it's an evil act that one can perpetrate upon another. It's evil. Now, why people do that, that's a topic in itself. But usually it's out of jealousy and out of revenge and trying to get a person out of the way so that they can move forward with their particular agenda. But in the area of politics, of course, it's common. I mean, thankfully, we have ways to you know, sort it out. Now, let me put this in perspective. When you've been accused falsely, and you know whether the accusation made against you is true or false, you know. But if you know that it's false, and you have to engage in a process of clearing your name and getting the truth out there, it is a mark on your self-esteem. It is an attack on your self-esteem. Now, after a period of time, of course you doubt yourself. Of course you wonder if that's the accusation is that true or 
you know, if the people are in fact honest and have a good motivation. But it causes you to think about who you are and what you are and whether you really engaged in that false accusation or not. But self-esteem can then be rebuilt. You know that if you didn't do it, okay, you go on with life. You know that if you've been exonerated by a court of law or by peers or by some judge or whatever, you can move on in life. But one of the most hurtful areas of life in a false accusation, and this is what a false accusation does, it impairs and it, in, it damages a person's social esteem. Now, here's what social esteem is. It's what I think other people think of me. It's what you think other people think of you. That's social esteem. And that is where the area of the deep hurt takes place in a false accusation. Because forevermore and for always, you will go about your life wondering what other people think of you, what other people remember of you, what other people think about that accusation that was made, what side they were on, how they came down on the issue. The whole area of, of social esteem is now jeopardized for the rest of your life. And there will be a scar in this area of esteem, social esteem, because of the person that made the false accusation against you. The evil act of a false accusation will live forever. And you'll have that scar in your memory. You'll have that scar in your heart. You'll have that scar in your gut. You'll have that scar in your face because that impact is so great because it challenges the very root of your integrity. So people who make false accusations are very, very evil, and it's an evil act, and it creates evil feelings and so on within you. But most importantly, it jeopardizes and impairs forever your social esteem. Now, I have been falsely accused. I know what it is. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to take three years to clear your name. I knew I was falsely accused. I knew that. But it took three years for that to be cleared and lots of money for that to be cleared. You perhaps have been falsely accused. And you know what it's like to have to clear your name and go through a process of clearing your name. It's hurtful, but it's there forever. So what do you do? What do you do when you're falsely accused? How do you handle that? What are some of the steps you go through just to deal with it? and live, you know, beyond it. Well, you know, it's like anything else. When you fall down, you get up and you keep going. And that's the important thing to do under false accusation, to keep going, to keep doing your business. That's what Mr. Trump did. He just kept going and kept going and kept taking action of various kinds along the lines of what he was committed to do and what he had been doing always. But that's what you do. You fall down, you get up, and you keep going. The other thing you do is to reaffirm your own self-belief. You have to every day almost say to yourself, you know you're innocent. You know you're a good person. You know that you're an honest person. And you have to clear this. You have to deal with this. You have to reaffirm yourself on a daily basis to rebuild that self-esteem that otherwise gets torn down, even temporarily. Here's the third thing you have to do when false accusations come. Surround yourself with people who believe in you. Surround yourself with people who are friends. Surround yourself with people who are supporters of you. Let them support you. Let them love you. Let them care for you. Let them talk to you. Let them help you think it through. Accept their support and accept their love. And accept their uh, encouragement, if you will. But be around people who care for you. And don't isolate. Don't withdraw, which there is that great tendency to do. But here's the fourth thing. Don't retaliate. You don't retaliate against somebody who you know has made a false accusation against you. Deal with the false accusation. Clear it. Get it beyond you. But don't retaliate against the person who did it. 
That person will be dealt with in time in different ways. It's an evil person. You can never get even. You can never even the score. Don't try. Don't retaliate. And then here's the fifth point. Go back to your Bible. Remember a couple points in the Bible, okay? Keep reaffirming this and keep reassuring yourself and keep remembering this. Love your enemies. Pray for those that persecute you. Remember some of those kind of verses and some of that encouragement and that guidance that you get from the Holy Scriptures. Times that you really do need to have encouragement and have help to love the people who have made false accusations against you, the evil people that have hurt you. Pray for them and love them. Here's another thing you can do. Recover your losses. Of course, you have a great deal of losses when you've been falsely accused. It's financial and a lot of other ways. You might lose a business. You might lose a car. You might lose a home. You might lose a family. You might lose a lot of money. But whatever you can do, recover the losses. You don't have to recover more than what you lost, but at least recover what you did lose. You have the right to recover what you have lost as a result of somebody's evil act in making a false accusation against you. And then, lastly, try to redeem yourself and the person that made the false accusation. Try to redeem that relationship if you can. Move on. Try to rebuild it. Try to reestablish it. It might be po- It may not be possible. You can try, but if it isn't possible, it just is not going to work. So you have to look at it from the context of, if it is possible, redeem it, do so. If it's not, you have to move on with your life and just take this as a lesson to be learned, people to be avoided, people to be careful when you're around them, people who make accusations. There are a lot of them out there. And if you are subject to any of them, be careful, be cautious, because it could happen again. So there you are. Mr. Trump has just been exonerated. Forever he will live with the accusation, but forever he'll live with the exoneration too. Forever he will have to keep telling himself it was a false accusation for false motives by evil people. And he can rebuild his life and rebuild his character and rebuild his future. And he might even come out stronger and better as a person than he was before. That's the other thing about false accusations. They don't necessarily, but they can. And they often do make you a better person, a stronger person, make you a better worker, make you a better professional, make you a better parent, make you a better friend than you were before. Because you do so with a great deal of wisdom now. You do with a certain background of experience. And you can share that with others and be careful as you move forward in your relationships with others. So false accusations are real. False accusations are hurtful. False accusations are demeaning, devastating. They live with you forever. You will never, ever live beyond and forget the false accusation. There will be issues and situations that will come up on a daily basis that will just remind you of that false accusation. Over time, it may be get a little less, and the feelings may be a little bit diminished, not as intense, not as acute. But the memory will be there, and the feelings will be there. And you will have to just deal with that and be able to dismiss it. And over time, you'll be able to do that a little bit better. But you can never get beyond it. And don't think that. So, obviously... Don't you make a false accusation against somebody else. Don't do that. If you're going to make an accusation, make sure that you've done all your studies and all your investigations and all your uh, due diligence before you make an accusation, not afterwards. But if you've been falsely accused, stand up for yourself. Be assertive. If you know the truth, pursue the truth. Reveal the truth. Do the things that will make the truth be revealed. 
so that your name can be cleared and that situation can be diminished and removed from life. You don't want to live with a false accusation out there, unresolved, unfinished, unanswered. Get it answered and get it answered as best you can and as soon as you can. Anyway, nice to have you with me uh, today and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on our little podcast today and bye for now.